0: a bar stool, and we got some stuff today. As I've said in the past, uh, last week and last week's episode, we're going to focus a little bit more on some business stuff as opposed to just Facebook marketing. And this week, i want to dig into two pretty important topics. The one being pricing: so how do you determine what you, how you price your products? And the other, responding to comments and questions: where the line is drawn on whether you should. Or should respond to comments whether there's an obligation or not. Or someone's just taking advantage of you. There's lots of good stuff. Pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumber.com and John Lumber Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week I invite you to the virtual pub. You get drunk on social media. This week, I'm working on, oh man, it is a lightning strike oatmeal stout from back from my, from my neck of the woods, Castle Rock, Colorado, Rock Yard Brewing Company, established in 1999. Let me read a description, just to, to wet your appetite a little bit. This dark, rich ale is made from caramel and chocolate malts with roasted malt barley and oats coffee-like dryness and aroma punctuate the malt sweetness huh it's like it's like a commercial almost that's some good stuff so i don't know what you're drinking if you don't have a drink at this point make a run to the fridge get yourself a water or a beer or whatever you feel comfortable drinking depending on where you're at can we do that all right raise a glass (laughs) cheers so last week, I talked about and you know, this isn't completely new, but the pubcast in general, um, I, I do go off topic where it's not always just about Facebook marketing. Um, I talk, I tend to get more personal, talk about building my business, and you know, some of the trials and things I've learned along the way, some of my failures and successes, and things you can learn from. Um, but I kind of made it more official last week, and that going forward, I really want to start focusing more on these types of business building uh, stories and lessons and topics. So this week, um, a couple things that came up during the week that I think are are good lessons and, and good conversation starters, and they're really around pricing. First of all, like. You have a product or service. How should it be priced, as well as responding to comments and questions, and whether you need to respond to them all. If there's a line drawn, if there's time where where uh, users can take advantage of you. There are also man, and I can get to this as well. But there's some trolls out there. People just trolling, and <laughs> but you gotta deal with it all. There's a lot of hurt feelings too, man. I, I deal with that too. But we're gonna get there. So. First of all, pricing, and it really started with um, a comment I received from a woman named Victoria. It was on an ad that I have running. Actually, no, no, it's not It's not an ad. It's actually uh, a comment that was on um, an old post that I, I wrote and I shared it to Facebook the other day about a nine step uh, nine steps to selling on Facebook or something like that. And here was at least part of a response. I, we could actually talk about it. Let me read the whole response. We'll see how much we're going to res- talk about here. It says, well, you send a lot, a lot of capital emails, which these days I really don't. It's just a couple of weeks. Um, I liked your stuff. And you said that it went from 195 an hour to 290 or something. We're talking about the, um, the one-on-one, I guess. That's an outrageous increase. I think you're knowledgeable and I'd like to pay for session on insights, but the hard sell is off-putting. All right, so again, she's referring to my one-on-one um, that went from a 197 price for a 45-minute session to $297. And I'm not really sure what she's talking about with the hard sell. If you're familiar with me, I don't hard sell at all. Um, I did send out an email warning, letting every everyone know in one week, price is going up. Um, and then the, the day before, I gave one more warning, price is going up. I just think that was a nice thing to do, to let people know so I don't just all of a sudden change it. And you're like, man, I missed your price. Sorry. So, but you know what? It's just, it's one of those things. It's a... Uh, one of the things you have to deal with, she saw as a hard sell. I can't argue with how she interpreted it. That's, I'm sure she's not the only one who saw it that way. Um, and I don't know Victoria. I think there's some people who, in general, um, don't like any kind of selling. Um, I don't like to sell. But at the same time, we do have a business to run. And I can tell you, I, I booked a whole lot of sessions as a result of sending those two emails. It was only two. Majority of my emails... Aren't selling vast majority. It's just hey, go read this new blog post. Here's a little background on what this post is all about. Um, I want to say regarding that. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, th- this is also, and <laughs> we're not even getting dug into the the pricing thing yet, but this is also an example of you can't make everybody happy. You just can't. So. Am I going to start sending fewer emails because one person complained? No, I can't. I can't do that. Because I also see the impact that emailing makes, a positive impact. Um, I mean, it's one of those things, you, you, you listen, I, I definitely listen. Um, and if many people are saying the same thing, then yeah, that's, that's something that needs to be taken into account. But one person can't determine your strategy. Um, so now we go to how it went from, I basically increased the price from 197 to 297 And she says, that's an outrageous increase. Is she right? Well, what it really comes down to, to me, is, I think it's about seven questions um, for pricing. Now, a little background for me. Here's history on my one-on-one pricing. I initially launched it as... <laughs> A free 30-minute consultation. So stupid. That would hopefully lead to, I thought, business. So you can sign up for those. Then, um, I believe I went to $97. It might have even been for an hour at the time. Then I went to 147 Then I went to 197 So that 197 actually was, that's um, yeah, like six to eight months somewhere in there ago. And then I recently increased it from 197 to 297, and um, I did it for many, many reasons. The main, and again, I'm going to get to a lot of these these things you should be asking yourself. But the main thing for me was, I it's been way underpriced, way underpriced, and um, the demand is there. Period. I wouldn't raise the price of something if I didn't think people would pay it. Um, I'm overbooked consistently and I want to start doing less of it. So I figured I'll get paid more, get get paid about the same to do less, which I think is what we all want to do. So ultimately, is it an obnoxious, and outrageous increase? It Maybe it would be if people didn't pay it, but people are paying it. But here we go. Here are seven questions if you're sitting down wondering what something should be priced at that you should ask. And again, a little background, I have historically underpriced and I'm paying for that. And I'm I'm saying I'm paying for that meaning um, I've overcommitted to some things and now I have to raise the prices on certain things, which can be difficult because you're going to push away some of those who you have previously attracted and they're going to be angry, kind of like Victoria here. Okay, so here's some of the questions. Number one, how much time will it take you to create, manage, etc.? Okay, so for example, uh, my Power Editor training course or either of my training courses, when we start thinking about what you should charge for something like that, um, what are the number of hours I have to put in to create it? Well, looking back on that first course... Man, there are a lot of hours there. All right. So first of all, you got the planning and preparation, several hours there. I recorded 43 videos that were all five to 15 minutes long. So we're talking several hours just recording videos, and then each of those videos, I was spending an hour to easily to edit and publish and I had to write a post for each one which included images and all that stuff Uh, coordinating the ads and the marketing and everything around it you know it's again I didn't go through this exercise when I initially created that course but I've got to imagine I mean so many hours um hundred hundred to two hundred hours and I could even be underestimating it that I, I don't know but it was a lot of hours so that's number one that's the first thing to consider when charging something um next what is your time worth to you right so for me um you know it's and it's all relative I get that right so I, I compare it to to me, my the hour I could spend creating a course should be, and what what I want to make for that should be relevant to the amount of money I get paid on the hour for any kind kind of service. Right. That's that's the best way I think to compare. And as we know right now, I'm charging two hundred ninety seven dollars for forty five minutes of my time. So we're looking at minimum of three hundred dollars per hour is what my time is worth. And, and really, we're looking at probably closer to $400 um, when you put it that way. Like, So should should I be spending my time creating this course? If I'm making $200 an hour creating the course, then maybe I should have spent that time doing one-on-one sessions, right? Because there's demand for that, okay? So that's the second thing. What is the time worth to you? Third, was the market for a similar product or service? So one thing I did is I looked around, and I was, okay, who else has a course similar to what I want to do? There's of course Amy Porterfield, and there's Mari Smith, and on and on and on. And you also have to consider, okay, where are you in your stage of your you know your your brand? Can you charge what they charge, that kind of thing? And I admit, my first product. I felt unworthy, and I felt as though I sh- if I charged what they charged, I'd need to over-deliver. And that's really what I did. But the $147 price tag was something I saw a lot of, um, so that's what I went with. But again, I think I offered a whole lot more content than my counterparts tend to provide for $147. So, that was the next question. How, how, what is the market? Fourth, how many do you expect to sell? I mean, that's that's pretty important. That's a pretty important uh, factor here. So, I could if I spent let's let's just say two hundred hours creating something. I'm gonna get out my calculator. We'll say I spent 200, 200 hours creating something. Okay, and then um, we're gonna say at four hundred dollars an hour, right? So two hundred. Times four hundred is eighty thousand dollars. Right, eighty thousand dollars. That's that's pretty much what my time is worth to me to create create that course. How much do I plan to sell? Let's say I plan to sell. Um, we'll go with a thousand of those. I buy one thousand, and at that rate, if I sold a thousand. An eighty-dollar price tag would have been reasonable. Okay. Now that's that's just getting paid for my time. If I sold a thousand, now when I created it, I had no idea how many I was going to sell. For all I knew, I was going to sell twenty of them. So a little bit tougher when you haven't created a product before. Um, turns out that I probably went out with, I went. A reasonable price, given that I have sold, I think, over a thousand of them, and they initially were—I went out at half price at seventy-three fifty, and they are now selling at one forty-seven. So, luckily for me, with all, all the time I spent, um, it has been worth my while. But given the market, and um, I think a few other factors we're about to address, I probably left some money on the table. Number five, how many do you need to sell at a certain price to be worth your while? That's, that's what we just went over. Okay, so after we went over how many I expect to sell, I thought about how much my time was worth and how many hours I was going to spend, and then I went through how many I need to sell, which was um, a thousand uh, to be worth my while. So who's my target market? This, you can't forget this, folks. My target market is not people who want things for free. My target market is really businesses who are investing in their success on Facebook with advertising. They're already spending $1,000 per month or more in Facebook ads. I have to take that into account. It's not the little mom and pops. It's not. I apologize if you are. You were my target audience at one time and that's part of the pain right now that some people are experiencing is I'm moving away from that audience. So knowing who your audience is, this is, this is more critical than you think. If I offer, for example, a $147 product where I over-deliver to a, an audience that is willing to pay $1,000 for it, if they knew what it was, they may actually be put off by the low price tag. And they may not buy it because they think if it's cheap, it's cheap in cost, it's cheap in quality. I mean, think about, again, Target. There are a lot of people in my Target audience probably spend a little bit extra for brand names. Heck, I do it with Apple products. I do it. Um, and I guess I'm my, my target audience too. So if I see something that is too cheap, if I see two similar products, one one that's double the other one in price, um, you're, you're thinking to yourself, why is, why is one more than the other one? And, uh, you know, my audience, I'm not saying this the, the little small business that's, um, it's not spending much, say, on on ads and whatnot, but the, the my audience I think would find the higher price tag more appealing. I know that's crazy. But it's true, it's psychology. Because I said it's psychology, it makes it true. I don't know. So anyway, that's number six. Who is your target market? Very important. Number seven, how much will customers pay? I mean, that's kind of the bottom line, right? Um, and that's really what's happened with this um, this one-on-one thing. So even when I talk about what my time is worth, I don't really need to spend or excuse me charge more than one ninety-seven for my one-on-ones. But look, I only have so many hours in the day, so many hours in the week I can give to these one-on-ones. There's obviously demand. If people are going to pay more, I should charge more. I mean, there, there may be a limit on that. Like, I don't want to completely milk people dry. But there, I want to make sure that those, again, my target audience, I want to reach those people who are willing to spend more money. Because they're, they're my target audience. I want them to also be buying my training courses, on and on and on. They're going to be my core audience of people Working to build my revenue. So, uh, if people are willing to, and I've heard some people suggesting I should charge $500, I should charge $1,000 for 45 minutes. Now, that, Victoria, in my mind, yes, that would be an outrageous increase, at least right now. Um, that said, from a business perspective, if people will pay it, why not? Why not charge it? Um, it's, it's a supply and demand thing. I mean, you have to understand that as a, as a consumer too. Um, you have to understand that um, if people are willing to pay it, that's what it's worth. And um, you know, it's only outrageous if people don't pay. it. That's kind of a, kind of a, a kind of a cold way of putting putting it. You know, I don't really like. I, and I even sent when I sent out my emails, letting everyone know about um, the price increase, I even said, you know, it's unfortunate. I know it's going to price some people out. Um, some people have been my core audience, but it, I, I have to. I mean, that's if I want my business to grow. Um, that's one way I'm going to grow. I don't I don't suddenly find new hours in my day and I want to work less. So, that's my um, experience with. Again, this is I won't say this is per, per, I've perfected this by any means, and I will admit, freely admit that I still underprice my products and I over-deliver my products. That is going to change, um, meaning I'm going to start breaking up my courses more, um, selling individual modules instead of the entire course for one forty seven. So again. Knowing my target audience and all these things, going through this exercise, um, I think the pricing is going to make more sense for me. I've had a lot of people who are in my industry who are actually angry with me regarding my pricing, saying it's too cheap because I'm setting that, setting that pricing expectation and hurting everybody else. Sorry, folks. Um, so that's it. That's pricing. Raise a glass. Cheers. All right, so we've got a little bit of time left. Um, I want to talk about something else that, you know, it's a real tough struggle for me. And it really kind of goes back to growing and, you know, start delegating and paying people to help and all that stuff. Um, Because I'm going through some growing pains right now. And a big part, one of those growing pains has to do with responding to comments and questions I get from users. I used to respond to everything. Everything. And when I say everything, I'm talking about people would have this long message, basically asking for all this information for free, and i bend over backwards, researching an answer, and i get it to them, they'd be appreciative, and it was great, great for both sides. Um, and I think that did help build a very, very loyal audience. Now, again, that's when I had a small audience, now it's so much harder. I have a very different and this look I'm not bragging it's just the truth the way it is right now. I have a very very difficult time keeping up right now. My tweet stream crazy. Um, Facebook dudes your notifications for replies and posts on my on my page I it's so disorganized. I can't figure it out. So I respond to not nearly enough of those. I get a ton of private messages um, through my Facebook page, um, and then the emails. I have brought somebody on who, who filters those for me, forwards those on that. You know, first of all, she answers what she can. If you know April, she forwards those on that um, she may need help with or thinks I may have interest in responding to. But there's a lot of people get it who don't who aren't answered, and. Um, Again, that hasn't always been the case, but I'm starting to figure out you. Not only is it that you can't answer them all, depending on your brand, you actually shouldn't answer them all. There, are, you know, there are exceptions to that. Look, if and we're gonna get to that. I'm not gonna address it all right now. So, uh, but I am also <laughs> looking to add one more person. I'm seriously considering to start helping with my social media responses as well. Not answering for me, answering in her name, but answering the stuff that she can so that takes a little bit more pressure off of me. Okay, so here's the situation. Again, it's regarding a complaint from somebody. And it was on an ad that was in relation to my insights training course. And first of all, Ah, again, the notifications, I didn't even know the comments were made, so it made it even harder for me. But basically, the question was put in on Friday, um, late Friday. I didn't see it until Monday, which is partially I didn't feel bad about. I'll get to that in a minute. So this comment, this angry comment came from Leonard after his first question was not immediately responded to, but I did respond to it eventually says, this dude, in all caps, I don't know, advertises in Facebook for his training course but couldn't even bother to answer to basic question. And you expect people to buy your course? You got to be joking! 17 exclamation points. So, first of all, I'd say the guy has a point. <laughs> uh, the If you have a question about my training course, I absolutely should respond to it. Number one. Whether it means me responding to it or having somebody else who can help me respond to it. It should have been responded to quickly. That's the type of question that you should be responding to. Um, At the same time, how guilty you feel for that should depend on your goals for your business and what's important to you. Where I am in the current state of my business, I have limited time. And my weekend, I dedicate to my family. And my weekends right now are crazy with baseball. I spend very little time working so well. And really, I didn't. I am not the person you should look to say say, this is how you respond to complaints because my feelings get hurt too. And I get defensive. And I probably didn't respond very well. Because basically, I was being like, dude, you know, it's the weekend. I dedicate that time to my family. I did end up responding to his email too. Or his question too. So, um, point being that, what I should have done was have someone respond to it for me because, yeah, I'm doing this so I can have more free time, and I'm not going to slave over these questions over the weekend. Um, so, in a way, yes, I don't feel guilty for it, but I should have had someone respond to it. So, sorry, Leonard. Anyway, so there are four questions that come up for me when I determine whether something should be responded to. Number one, is the question about your product or service? Ah, so... Mm-hmm. I failed in the first with the first question here regarding uh, Leonard because yes, it was. This is a potential customer, um, and it's true. You know, look, he was—he looks like a high maintenance guy. I will say that. <laughs> Sorry, Leonard. Um, and you have to be careful too because, like, with, with, with I'm, what I'm bringing in, I want to make sure that they're a perfect fit. Whether they're a good fit for my course or a good fit for my one-on-ones, people who are high maintenance aren't good fits. Because when they get into the course, they're gonna have all these questions, and they start sending me all these questions every day, and that's not part of the deal. And the same thing with one-on-ones. I've had people sign for one-on-ones where they have no idea what they're doing, and they want me to hold their hand through the whole process. They're not my target audience either. I need people who already get it. They just they need something. It's like that was worth the $297 I spent. They just need one tip. We'll give them a bunch of tips, but they need that one where the light bulb goes off. So people who need everything start to finish. Not my target audience either. So, point being, number one, is the question about your product service important? There are exceptions to that if because they, they really have to be within your target audience. Okay? Number two, do people pay for the information that's being requested for free? Okay, I get a ton of questions from people wanting me to give them information Um And really, kind of, it's like basically a a small shot, five-minute consultation really is what it comes down to get for free. Now, I don't object to that. Don't get me wrong, okay? I write a ton of blog posts giving free information. I do these podcasts, free information, videos, free information. I reply to people on Facebook and Twitter, free information galore. Now, if it's public, a public question, I'm much, much more likely to give you an answer that Especially if it leads to my my blog. I'll say, hey, make sure you read this blog I wrote on that topic for more information. Because if it's a public question, it could be like a comment on my blog or on Twitter, whatever. It can help more than just one person. If you give me a private informa- a private question on Facebook, you send me an email asking these questions, it only helps one person. And in that case, I feel like you're kind of taking advantage of me. Um, but anyway, so... I will answer, though, some of these questions. Again, understanding of limited time. Um, some of these questions, you know, I'll take on whatever I can. And it's, it always helps if you're being nice. <laughs> you say nice things. You're quicker to the point, And it's a clear question that's easy to answer for me. Okay. All right. So the next question, and that kind of leads to the next one. Number three, is the question reasonable? So I'll get a lot of questions First of all, it be long, like this it's like 10 paragraphs where I have to spend all this time just sorting out what is being asked in the background and everything else and uh, it makes my head hurt reading it. And if it takes me too long to read it and sort it out and research and all that stuff, again, prioritize your time. If I'm not being paid for something, um, what what is the payoff for me? I'm not saying there isn't one, but under, you just have to prioritize. Like if I, if I do this and it takes me 15, 20 minutes to do it, what is it replacing? And if I have all these other priorities I need to take care of that are being pushed off or I'm now I have less free time as a result, is it worth it? It's a balance. It's a balance. Okay, so is the question reasonable? Uh, and that really goes back to are they being a jerk are they being demanding? Um, are they being nice people? Are, are they loyal customers? Have they been there before? I guess that's there. Some extra questions I could add on to this is really a four question exercise. Okay. So, and then finally, do you need help to respond to these reasonable questions? Okay. So, the, it may totally qualify. It's a question about your product or service. Um, it's not something that is being asked and maybe it's even public. It's a public question. They're being reasonable. Maybe they're people being nice and grateful and all that stuff, but you just don't have time to answer all these questions. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. So do you need help to respond to, to these reasonable questions? In that case, paying someone just makes sense, especially when you're paying people to help you with Question about your product or service because that's leading to more revenue. That pays for these people to answer those questions. When you hire those people, they can also answer questions that go beyond that. Maybe some of the unreasonable stuff. Maybe they're going to help respond to some of the things that you typically give away for free, or excuse me, you typically charge for. Maybe they can start sending people to your blog post to help answer questions. Freeze you up. Even if you paid them a little bit, ultimately that helps you. Make more money. We good? So that's that's kind of my overall philosophy on, on responding to comments and questions. It's it's constantly evolving. And with this and with pricing, I will never say I, I've got it figured out. Ever. I'm figuring it out on the fly. This is more just background on how I'm doing it. How I'm dealing with it, especially during a very, very high growth time where... It's a little overwhelming how quickly everything's changing. I mean, I'm about to hit 50,000. By the time you hear this, i have hit 50,000 fans. I'm going to have probably another record traffic month to my website. I'm getting very close to 10,000 followers on Twitter, which I think means, something. like, I usually didn't, I didn't used to care about Twitter so much, but my stream is active. Lots of people ask me questions these days. So, so many things pulling me different directions Um, lots of questions to answer and and this is how I'm dealing with it alright so I just asked our bartender for the tab you my friend you cheapskate I will take care of you again because you're my you are my friend you're loyal and if you're one of those people you're not unreasonable you showed up at the pub you asked a, a nice simple question you were grateful, <laughs> grateful for the answer you got and the time that I, I dedicated the answer for you. So, free beer for you. Thanks again for pulling up a bar stool at the virtual pub with me. Um, before I go, make sure, look, I hope you listen on iTunes. If you do, make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review. I can still only have 22 ratings on there. I don't even understand how that's possible. Five stars, folks. Five stars. Uh, I'm not even going to say, oh, give me an honest review. I'm going to be honest with you. I want five stars. Five stars. uh, If you can give a review, too, those are money. Um, Beyond that, until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.